Hello, everyone. You are listening to Doing Mr. Rogers. We're your hosts, Megan and I, each watch an episode of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood each week. We learn from its surprisingly mature insights and wisdom, and we pull out interesting tidbits that spark new thoughts that we like to think makes for a good and enlightening half-hour conversation. This week's episodes are Mr. Rogers Talks About Love from 1993 and Mr. Rogers' episode about celebrations from 1986. You can find the to these episodes on our site at doingmrrogers.com. So, Megan, what was your episode about this week? Hey, Kim. Um, I had a good, I had a really fun one. It was called Celebration, so it better have been fun. It was. Um, and it really, the he mixed it up. Like, he, the first part of the show, he spent in the real world for, like, most, like, over half of the show. So, it was kind of cool. And it was, so, I'll, I'll explain it. It starts with him introducing us to an early 20-something Winton Marsalis, who is a famous jazz trumpeter. I am not a jazz, I mean, I'm a jazz fan, but I'm not like, I don't know everything or much about it. But so I'm, I like jazz. I'm not a jazz fan. How about that? And uh, so I didn't know who he was, but um, I decided to look him up and he's was very talented in his 20s. But now he's known as one of America's most prominent jazz musicians and is currently the director of jazz at New York's Lincoln Center, which apparently is this, this huge deal. Like, um, so I just have this thing where I keep noticing how Mr. Rogers really appreciates music and has people on his show that are like legendary now. So good for Mr. Rogers for having like his finger on the pulse and identifying talent. Like he's he right. to talk with this guy at a young age was kind of cool because then I learned what a big deal he was. Um, so anyways, they meet and they start talking about how important it is to practice to get good at something and how when you start something, you're not automatically good at it. You have to be patient and practice a lot. And of course, Winton agrees with him and talks about how he got his first trumpet at six years old because his dad is a musician. Side note, I looked up his dad because I was curious. His dad is a very, very famous musician too, Ellis Marsalis, who mostly played the piano. And sadly, I just learned about two or three weeks ago, he died of complications due to coronavirus at the age of 85. Oh my gosh. Oh, so my heart goes out to Winton and his other brothers and his whole family because that's really sad. Um, but Winton goes on and talk um, about how his dad taught him and he just played a lot and so he's like yeah I practice with my dad but I also practice just by myself so if I was sad or if I was angry or if I was happy I would just pick it up and it was a way for me to express myself um pick up his trumpet so it was just this cute little quip about how important it is to practice and and not just in the formal way but if you really love something give it your attention and you can also express your emotions through it so then they just mm. come out. They just spend like, I mean, like, it's like 10 minutes. Like, these shows are not that long. 30 minutes, maybe. So they jam out for, like, almost 10 minutes. Like, a large portion of the show. It was cool. It sounded great. And you could tell Mr. Rogers was really digging it. Um, I love that. It's not, it's not funny. I just have to say, it's not funny. In mine, we heard some music, too, which I'll talk about later. But, um, But it just, to me, it's like, it just goes to show sort of, 
it's the same thing where it's like the attention Mr. Rogers gives to the topics and the content of his show, right? Like that 10 minutes of jamming out, even four, three full minutes of jamming out on a 28 minute show is like, it's a lot. And it's, I think that's absolutely fantastic. I think that's very cool. And I agree with you. I know for me, it's, there's something that I get out of it. I find myself smiling and it's like, and I think that's it. It's just that, that focus and attention. He allows it. It's really, it's cool. You can tell, you can feel it. Yeah, like I'm sure his producers like, dang it, Mr. Rogers, we took you only two and a half minutes. <laughs> right, getting the cut sign off camera, yeah. like, dude. <laughs> He's like, we got to move on to the, you know, make-believe land. But no, <laughs> Mr. Rogers gives, gives, like, gives people space to create and express themselves. Yeah. And it turns into something really meaningful. And so, yeah, we just had a, I had a, great old time just listening to them play um and then you know after he's done they kind of hit home the message about practicing and being patient with yourself and that's how you grow and get better at things and honestly it was something i needed to hear again um i'm currently and kim i know you're going through something similar as you build your business too um i'm currently going through trying to scale up our business um and there's been a lot of um, let's call them lessons about the smart and not so smart ways of doing that. And it's, you know, I come from a background of where I have worked at startups. I have worked at big corporations and I, I thought I'd be so much better at this with my own damn company, but the, I, I've just been, in fact, it's just, I'm even more wrapped up into it because I'm emotional about it. So it's been exhilarating at great at times because it's been growing really well. But it's also been just totally overwhelming because I'm now faced with really, and my partner and I are both faced with really challenging questions about how we grow and sustain that growth and make sure we fulfill our orders. And should we hire employees or buy more equipment or hire co-packers to manage our product and shipping? Or like just all of these things are always swirling in my head. And normally I'd be able to step aside and slow down and make practical decisions but I've just been so wrapped up in it and I feel like it's all coming at me at once and I'm letting it overwhelm me so it was a good reminder that I just need to breathe and remind myself that I don't need to figure this all out overnight I need to have patience with myself which he really Mr. Rogers nailed in that it's not just practice it's patience with yourself as you practice and um, I need to slow down separate myself from the motion of it all and take it project by project or day by day. Yeah, yeah, isn't that interesting? I, I feel like I, well, we've talked about it offline, which is, I feel a lot the same, although I'm in a much earlier stage of my business. Um, and, but even so, in, in life in general, I know myself, I've always been highly critical of myself and put a lot of pressure on myself. Um, you know, my mom tells a story of when I was two, because I had an older sister, I wanted to learn how to tie my shoes. She was like, no, you're too young. And I ended up spending, it was something like five straight hours as a two-year-old in my room tying my shoes. And I would come out and make her show me every once in a while again. And she would get so mad at me. She's like, you're two, you're not doing it. I was like, I'm doing it. And then I did it. And then, of course, I never didn't tie my shoes again until I was like four, because I didn't want to do it again, because it was awful. So, but... <laughs> My point is, I've struggled sort of with that 
you know, as opposed to, and that's fine. So great. You tie your shoes, but did your world, did my world change? No, like who gives a, who cares that I tied my shoes? Like, I mean, it's not saying that's not, a, you know, kids shouldn't tie their shoes, but like what I'm getting at is just like, you know, maybe it would have been, I would have better served with having patience with myself of being like, you know, I'll keep trying, but like in a rational way or like, you know, just not putting the stress and pressure because that's what it is. Right. It's, when you watch these people on a show and you watch what they're doing, they enjoy it. They're loving it. And that's part of why they're good at it and so successful. And there's some level of patience, I think, in acceptance and grace you have to give yourself in life. Otherwise, you're not going to enjoy it. And so if you're good at it or not, it doesn't matter because you're not going to be happy on the other side. You're going to be just as happy as if it didn't happen in the first place. So we totally get along because we have a lot of the same styles of And one of them is we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to perform and we really like making things better and growing things and all that. And it's, there can be positives to that, but there's a whole lot of negatives too. And that pressure to perform is like, and get things right all at once and make a million dollars off of it and do it in ways that are positive and help the world. And we, we just put all this stuff on ourselves and, Sometimes I just wish it didn't, I wish it came more naturally to me to not be working such extremes, but I do work in extremes. I speak in extremes. I act in extremes. I'm trying to find more middle ground. And when I do find more middle ground, I'm happier, but I'm just naturally really extreme. I'm either all in or not in. I'm yeah. either hot or cold. I'm either, it, it's, it's just how I've always been. And it's exhausting. And I'm doing that with my business right now. And I need to slow down a little bit and give myself some some time to sort this out. And so this this message that Mr. Rogers was saying about giving yourself practice and patience when you practice, it's a lot of what my friend always says is like, give yourself grace. Like, oh. just throughout the day just slow your roll and give yourself grace and if i did that and stopped all it's not necessarily negative speak but it's like performance speak it's like that i i do in my own head like i'm not like god you suck you're terrible i mean sometimes i do that but i'm mostly like okay okay we've got an hour left we're gonna get this many more things done so we get this out and we'll make that more much more sales on amazon or da 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 or da 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 um that performance I got to slow down, give myself more grace and I'll be less overwhelmed and I'll have more clarity. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you there. And the negative speak, I think is one too. I think it's, I think a lot of people, more people I talk to suffer, I think from that, which is just that feeling of like constantly feeling like you're failing, but right. Like your guy in your episode, it's like, well, he practiced his whole life. Like how, you know, out of whatever we're doing, if it's, you know, planting a garden or starting a business or you know painting or who knows what like how really things do take time and how long have we really spent and maybe we just need to be patient and maybe it's in the process that's part of the love and the excitement and the happiness that you get um versus some payoff in the end because it's shocking how many people have the payoff in the end and are no happier than the people who are just starting yeah 
or you ignore the payoff in the end and you move to the next thing that you're going to <laughs> right. I'm like, oh, great. We just made this huge achievement. I'm like, okay, great. High five. Move on. Let's go. And I'm like military style about the next goal I want to achieve. Yeah. Like maybe we just need to slow down for 10 minutes out of a 30 minute episode and jam the F out and have fun with it and enjoy it too. Love it. Totally. So yeah, I, um, it kind of irked me because I'm like, yeah, I, I needed to hear this message about it, it's more <laughs> the patience than practice. And I'm like, okay. And this is a common thing that I keep learning and try to drill into my brain. And it probably will be for the rest of my life. But um, I, it, it's specifically the timing of it coming today was great. Yeah, I needed that too. Thank you for that patience with myself and grace. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um the rest of the episode um was okay i'm only going to touch on a little bit of it they go to make believe land and um king friday and queen sarah and prince tuesday are all at their castle um looking through telescopes waiting for this special comment to come across the sky and king friday said that it's his comment and that's why it's so special it only (laughs) comes around so long it's got his name on it blah 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 because he's really like not full of himself right um, but it's basically this, like this big, exciting event that's happening and, but they're waiting all night and they don't see it. And the queen finally says to Prince Tuesday, you know, it's time to go to bed because it's too late and you need to sleep so you can rest and be healthy. And, um, she promises he'll wake him up if she sees it overnight and they'll go to bed. And I'm like, oh my God, I hate it when parents tell me to go to bed. And by the way. By the time you see it, you won't be able to wake him and get out of bed and see the damn thing. Don't lie. <laughs> it's but a ploy. Kids, yeah. don't yeah. listen. If there's one thing we can give to all the kids out there, don't buy it. Yeah. Whenever <laughs> your parents are trying to get you to bed, they will tell you anything, and it's a lie. Lies. Yeah, I found that since I was like three years old, and it still makes me mad. It makes me mad because I don't have any kids, so I don't have to do it myself. But I, I just hate. That. Yeah, you you do it all the time. I do it all the time. I would guess. I'd be like, yeah, <laughs> something's. I'll be make crap up. Like it's bedtime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that just annoyed me. On it, they're just reminding me of childhood real quick. And then, I mean, the basically the lesson in all of this, and they repeat it with a couple other examples through Make Believe Land, is to calm expectations. And even when exciting things are going on, you have to take care of yourself. And you can have great celebrations, but it's not everything. You don't have to go extreme. So, um, again, it, it was another lesson to me that... Um, you know, self-care and making sure you go to bed. It's okay if you miss a comment or comment or it may be coming in another time. So don't freak out, but self-care is important. So that was the underlying message. And one I also need to take to heart. (laughs) Well, I like it because it's kind of related to the first one. And and I find that with myself too, because you and I are a bit like that where we kind of are on the king. I sort of live on the extreme ends of the spectrum versus the balance in the middle. And I don't think that's the most awful thing in the world. And I'm trying to do better of not judging myself or whoever I am and whoever I will and have since two always been. Um, and so I think first of all, is it's like, it's, it's okay to live on ext- in, in the extremes or live however you're living. Every, I think that's what makes us all different. I think Mr. Rogers would say something along those lines is that's what makes everyone different. And that's what makes the world a great as a whole. Um, but that said is, is sort of like when awful things happening, happening to give yourself grace and patience. I think even when things that are great are happening, it's almost like a, it's, it's grasping on to, so like when things are going bad, it's like a grasping on of the bad and like 
like, you know, it's the sky is falling. Oh my gosh. Um, but it can be like that with the good, right? Oh my God, the, the, the world is wonderful. Everything is blooming, but it really kind of shares the same risk, which is you're really, where you're really putting your whole mood on it. You're really, your whole life, your whole attitude, your whole, everything is depending on that, whether it's good or it's bad. And in actuality, things come and go, things pass, good and bad. So finding that way to let them flow through your life, both good things and the bad, not holding on so tight, I think is, I think maybe is the key. Um, although what the hell do I know? No, 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 Kim, you, that's so well said. Stop the negative speak. That is so well said. I have no follow-up because nothing else can be said. That was a great thing. That was the greatest summary ever to that. So well done. And now I'm going to shut up. Well done. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, thank you. That makes me feel good. I appreciate it. Um, And, you know, I'm going to bring up actually the second part of my episode um, before the first is sort of related to yours, which was one, we visited a mandolin player um, who, same thing, he let him play for a while. And I was just like, that was beautiful. And he just let them play. Um, and, and I found myself at the end of their conversation, he, you know, the mandolin player openly talked about his mom and his dad and his life growing up and music and shared, he was Ukrainian, shared like Ukrainian uh, lullaby with us, like and a few other things. And I just sort of, you know, I've said this in other episodes, which was, I find myself really smiling when Mr. Rogers talks to anybody else. He really asks them deep questions and meaningful conversation. And I just kind of was like, why do I am I always smiling with this? And really, it's 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 the nature of Mr. Rogers, but of those conversations, and that is just this this level of authenticity and genuine sort of vulnerability with, between him and whoever he's talking about. You, you see people, you see you see inside of them in a way. I'm not going to say sure. I'm going to say this right, but you see inside of them a way. You see a, the depth in them through whatever they're talking about with Mister Rogers, because he leaves space for it, because he asks for it. He says, "Can I come in and know what happened to you as a kid?" You know, sort of a things. And there's just something special about a depth in a conversation, authenticity, or people being vulnerable. Either when you, if you're in the conversation with that vulnerable person, and you're also being vulnerable, or you're just witnessing it. There's something that just I don't know, it's so powerful and so lovely. And for me, I know I've come to a point where I really enjoy more than anything having these those types of conversations with people, real conversations. They tend to be one-on-one or in smaller groups because it's easier. Um, but yeah, I just, I just, for me, it resonates so much, sort of genuine conversation, authenticity, vulnerability, but not just in the conversation, even when I'm witnessing other people have it. And I think that's really cool. I agree. And, you know, it reminds, I think being vulnerable is such a wonderful thing. And we would be such a better, such a better, we'd have such a better world if everyone was a little bit more vulnerable and honest. And there's kind of like this grown up version that I've been thinking about of Mr. Rogers, like talking to adults. I think that is actually, Mm -hmm. I have two celebrity crushes. Let me start out by saying that. (laughs) The first one is... Doug Heffernan from King of Queens, known as Kevin James. <laughs> sure. Yes, that is small talk. He's, he's most people's top one, but yeah, I keep going. <laughs> I love King of Queens. It, it, when I was working 
so hard. It would be, it would come on at like 11 o'clock, like kind of when I ended up stopped working when I was at home and was going to bed. And it just let me turn my brain off. And Doug Heffernan was so goofy. I just loved him. So Doug Heffernan is one of my celebrity crushes. My other celebrity crush is Marcus Limonis, who is this, if you're not familiar, I think he's on one of those, the business channels and he's got a show where he goes in and he fixes up businesses and helps them grow and scale and everything and he's had wild success and he owns all these great companies but um one thing he says is the key to doing well in business and life in general is being vulnerable and i was actually lucky i went to a conference where he was speaking and that's he actually i'm not going to share the details but he got up first and talked about a very vulnerable thing that happened to his in his life and shared it with the audience and then shared how that affects how he does business. And the audience was a group of, you know, ex executives or CEOs who honestly, when I saw them, them speak about these personal things, people were like shocked, like people were uncomfortable. And the point that he was making is like, listen, we're all humans. We all relate to each other, whether we're working together or just people that we meet and talk to our own family or friends. We are humans. We need to get on the same level. We need to be vulnerable and be honest with each other. And I, it's just that what I see Mr. Rogers hit home all the time. And I, then I, and then it made me think like Marcus Lemonis is like the grown up Mr. Rogers, like the, the maybe um, X, ra X rated. If there's an X rated, you know, maybe R. I don't know if he has to be X. I, I picture him having sex with someone on stage. So like maybe R. Yeah. <laughs> It's like that would be an R-rated Mr. Rogers is like because Marcus Limonis says the word butthead or something, you know, like PG thirteen maybe. Yeah, <laughs> but um, it makes it makes me just appreciate that vulnerability, that being present and connecting on a real level, and that's what he's so good at. And you're right; it draws out the best in everybody. I think it does, and it's funny because. I think it also creates a connection between all of us. I mean, how many of us see other people in our lives, you know, and, and Facebook does this to a lot of people. And I have a young niece now who's on social media um, and she gets upset some weekends because, you know, her, this friend is doing this super fun thing or that super fun thing. And, and, and we as adults do the same thing with one another, um, right? My life sucks. Look at how great this person is on the beach somewhere, whatever. Um, or this person's so successful, you know, God, their life's so much better than mine or whatever. But if we were more vulnerable, if we were more open, it's like we would find, you know, actually we're all alike. You know, we're all the same. You know, that person who's on the beach, well, they were miserable last week when they were sitting home, you know, whatever. They were sick and watching their other friend on the beach, you know, whatever. But the same thing with successful people. Like we all struggle with the same problems. Um, and we might be a happier group of people, maybe, um, and even more inspire each other more if we allowed ourselves to show how much we are connected and how much we are alike, um, and then inspire each other through that. Absolutely. Well, again, well said. I mean, I, I have to end that scene because that was gorgeous how you put it. It is, <laughs> it is, um, See, what I often realize I do on this show is you make a really good point, and then I go, totally agree, Kim, and then I try to make the same point <laughs> like a crappier, lesser way. So That's not I'm true at all. Myself but... from doing that right now, I just really appreciate that, and I think you're right. When we do kind of 
get real with each other. We all have the same insecurities. We all have the same similar worries and and pains and hurt in our life. And um, maybe we could we would help each other so much if we were more open about it. Yeah, agreed. Well, thank you for that. And of course, you know, you add a ton and I feel like every time I'm like, oh, I'm writing that one down, whatever you say. So, so thank you for saying that. But, um, so the other one, um, we've got a few minutes left here. The other one I'll I'll point out is, so this episode was about love. Um, and it was interesting because we, we started it out actually in make believe land, um, or pretty, pretty quick and lady Aberlene, um, or whatever her name is. Uh, she is basically going around and like and asking people what is love she saw the king and queen fight and then all of a sudden she sees them like each other the next day and like kiss and be sweet and she's like she's kind of like i don't get this so she's like asking her well what is love and she was like you know i kind of felt like love was like the more you love someone the less likely you are to get angry with them or to fight or to whatever um and it was funny because she went around sort of asking everyone what is love and they all kind of gave these like answers where she was like Mm, that doesn't really tell me what love is um where someone's like it's a feeling where you feel love or like someone else i forget what they were saying it's when you when you're married to somebody or whatever it's i felt like it was kind of like all the answers we kind of give each other and certainly children um about what love is um but it's funny because in the end you never really got a definition of it um except for the queen kind of says um that it's it's not necessarily you're less angry with them or whatever. It's you feel love, and when you feel it, you know it, um, and you don't need to understand it to express it, to feel it, to know it, and to give it. Um, and so it's just kind of a nice thing, and it just sort of made me feel then too. It's like I like that because it was like if we don't, if there really isn't a specific definition of love it really can be different to everybody. It can be different to each of us in different situations. Like I could love my sister. I could love a significant other. I could love my kid. I could love my mom. I could love my home. I could love my um, shoes. I could love my idea. I could love my, you know, and it's, and it's in there. And I think that there is an element of love in there. That's not necessarily smiley love. We talked about happiness. I think that was last time where it's, Maybe love is the same where it's not necessarily has to be smiley love or touchy love or, you know, sensual love or um, ownership love or family love. Um, maybe it is all love, but you can love something without ever laughing with it, without ever smiling around it. But somehow it's important and it serves some kind of purpose in your life that you appreciate. Um, and maybe all of that is love. And so when we think about what is the love in our life and we, we, you know, try to be grateful, hopefully I do, to make myself feel better even of when you're feeling lonely or feeling down. There's just really a lot of places to go to when you think about love. And that just, I don't know, it kind of filled my heart a little bit thinking about that. What a great message for kids because, I don't know, I grew up in this world. I didn't watch Mr. Rogers that much when I was a kid, except when I lived with my gramps, which was like, the best time of my life and maybe a tiny bit of that is because Mr. Rogers was there but um, I grew up with a lot of baloney prince and princess stories which were always focused on like oh romantic love with the prince that comes in and saves the girl and um, even at my young age I was so annoyed by that (laughs) and I still totally am now Um, because it love is more complex than that and actually I remember being a kid and being like 
this whole love thing, I don't get it. Um, so showing that it's complex, showing that it can be offered in so many different ways um, is really a good thing to tell kids to kind of expect and cherish and, and nurture as you grow up. And also a good reminder of like when we're all in our teens and 20s, early 20s, trying to figure it all out. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of times in my life I thought I only had so much love and I needed to focus it on this, on this romantic love. Um, and Hmm. that's how you keep it. And I, I, I'd be really hyper-focused on my relationships, which were all a bunch of bad dudes (laughs) that I I should have been dating anyways then. Um, but I like, I don't know. The concept is that you have so much of it to give all around and you should freely give it is something that it took me a long time to, to kind of put into action. I don't know why. Like I felt like I had to be selfish with my love in order to fully love the person in front of me. Well, I I wonder if it's, it's almost something around like a fear of where you could find love or think you can only find it in one place. Yes. And for me, it was like this episode was like, no, you can you can find it in the pillow you set next to that every time you look at her, like, that's so pretty. Why can't you freaking find love out of that pillow? Because you know what? It's a good feeling. Like, Sorry. screw that, that's everyone. Weird like, thing to pick because it there's just images in my mind of loving a pillow. Okay, don't have I sex don't with your pillow, or maybe have sex with your pillow. I don't know. I'm not judging that shit either. Like, there's no right or wrong in this life, folks. Like, go. as long as you're not hurting anybody, I feel like. But there is, there is love. And if it's, if it's something about a connectedness and, and happiness and contentment or just some, maybe it's just straight up connectedness and need or I don't know what, then, yeah, why can't a pillow or an animal or, you know, an idea or a sunset or a house or obviously a person, but like, I don't know. Why can't we garner joy and love from all those things? And maybe if we allowed ourselves to do that, you know, we, we, I don't know, we'd feel fuller. I'm certainly going to try, frankly, screw whatever else yeah. about it. <laughs> I love it. I, I think it's a great concept. I think sometimes we have to be careful because we express that sometimes in weird ways, like always focus it on the car that we drive and that's what our possession is our number one love thing and that could be dangerous or a cocaine habit or something Um, (laughs) sure well said well (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i mean there may be a wrong ways to do it a little bit but for the most part please don't have sex with animals it's not what i'm saying either everyone okay (laughs) this went wrong fast anyway keep going you're fixing it i'm gonna shut i don't up. think i'm fixing it but uh i'll <laughs> keep going you know me I always keep going uh i i do think i think love can be found and you can give it everywhere and to yourself to your friends to your co-workers to your animals to your home to your garden um just you know treasure it and Make sure you're putting it into something healthy that gives back to you, too. Well, yeah. Well said. Positive. Exactly right. Well, thank you for clarifying that. And I think we're going to end it there before I get myself in any more trouble here. Um, (laughs) So that does do it for us this week. Um, Megan, thank you again for another very fun and mind-opening week of discussion. I always appreciate it. Kim, thank you. You know this is one of my favorite times of the week. Uh, Same here. 
And thank you, Mr. Rogers, for being the daring and insightful man you were to create a TV show for kids that tackles major issues um, that even us uh, super evolved and mature adults can learn from. And thank you all for joining us. And in the words of Mr. Rogers himself, we will leave you with this quote. You've made this day a special day by just your being you. There's no person in the whole world like you, and I like you just the way you are. That's it. We'll see you next time, everybody. Take care of yourselves.